The next excerpt is taken from original tape W60. Yes, I used to fly pigeons. I used to fly all kinds. Like I used to have um, a triplet. Uh, we used to get a couple of clinkers and take them up the roof and break their neck or throw them down the roof. Or sometimes we used to just catch them and we used to eat them. Yeah. Yeah, we used to put them in hot water and just see the neck wobble. Right, we just after after it got all balled up, we used to just pick up the feathers. Well, sometimes used to come off. That was a nasty thing to do too. Did you train them Well, the only way this to train a bird is just to keep them inside your your coop and just leave it there for such a period of time. And and when that time is up, just let them out and they just stick around your coop. How long do you have to? You have to leave them for about a, two weeks or three weeks at most in order to get used to that place. Oh, I see. Because if you just take a bird and just leave it there for a day or two, is the day you let it out, man, it's going to go back home. Back to the store? Right, back to the store because, you know, like, once you buy a bird and they have that bird there for a long time, it's used to that place no matter where it is. But then once, uh, once you get it trained, uh, it'll fly out and it'll fly back? Right, it flies out and it comes back and there's a time when you, when you fly a bird, you got about a stack of them and let it go up in the air, they could really bring some other birds to you because it attracts the other birds that are flying by themselves and really brings them in. One, three, stop How many did you have? I had about 25 of them because me and my friends used to, you know, like buy birds like crazy, but we used to sell them on. I don't know why, but we used to get other birds, much more beautiful and very nice. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, not, uh, mostly all the guys got married, and mostly the junkies. Because now the main thing down my block is that everybody's a junkie there, and uh, I think the best spot there is to wait for a person to come by and snack your, your pocketbook. That's the kick now. Matter of fact, that thing is everywhere. Yeah, I think so. How about, uh, do you like sports? Do you follow any of the New York teams at all? Well, yeah, the only team I follow is two. Matter of fact, I follow the Los Angeles Rams football team and, and the Mets and baseball, which that's about the only things I like. How come you follow the Los Angeles Rams? I don't know, because I think they're a good team. and. Maybe I think they could get somewhere in the future. Yeah, they're pretty strong. From New York. I mean, I mean, you know, like you pick the best team you don't pick from your area. Because if I wanted to, I would have picked up when they had the game last year with um, Baltimore and the Jets. I went for Baltimore, and I told you something that that team was pretty strong, and and I was surprised to see that they lost, man. So I stick, I still stick with the Los Angeles Rams. You know, you know, like uh, Joe Newman? No, I don't, not really. I don't find nothing interesting, but I just like the Los Angeles better, even though that he's from my area, but what the heck, there's nothing there, but. Well, but if you like such a good team, you <laughs> like the Mets. Because the Mets, you know, like, all right, so they're from my area, but they play a good ball, man. Like, if I wanted it, I would have picked the New York, um, the Jankers, because really they're about, about, 
couple of blocks away, even though I live in 139, where the stadium is, is 163rd and up there. But even though, I still like the Mets. His hands are explained. Do you follow basketball at all? No, I don't. I'm not quite too familiar with the thing. Because really, I don't know nothing about it. I love to play it, but when it comes to follow the the plays, man, and all these things, I don't understand. It's very complicated, so. Mm-hmm. I said, come out and follow it. How about uh, you watch live TV when you back to the city? At times, yeah, I stay about to 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning looking at the late show and the late late show. What are your favorite TV programs? Well, let's see. Well, nowadays, the, the one I like is It Takes a Thief, and. and um, I think that's about it. I don't know, it's kind of very interesting and they have some nice girls in there. Yeah, Do you remember uh, one time, a real good time when you saw it? You know? Not really. How about movies? No, I'm not quite so familiar with the things no more. Because in fact, the only time I like I like to go to movies, like when they give giving like Jim Brown, like Riot, uh-huh. Like one of those or Dirty Dozen. Did you see that, right? Yeah, it was. What was can you tell me what that was about? It was about, they were all in jail, and they had a couple of friends in there, and they just wanted to break out. The Wharton was on a vacation, so they figured, well, that was the only way they could get out since the Wharton was out on vacation and they were hoping to go someplace else, which didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. They had a maniac in the picture. And the maniac used to love to cut people, man. He used to go wild cutting the cops, cutting anybody. And it was very, sort of, it was kind of nasty because there was this guy playing a part of Marion. He was a little firm man. And he, he loved Kelly, that was Jim Brown that was playing that picture. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted to get uptight and sort of do his thing with him. But Jim and Kelly didn't dig that kind of stuff. So once they were trying to make friends and really Mary came over to his jail to his ladder and told mm-hmm. him that, that to come over to his cell to his um cell and they were gonna have a talk. So Kelly went with him and suddenly he went uh, Mary went to offer him a drink and so he took the drink and I don't know what happened now because I really don't wanna say it. So he was so excited that he told Kelly that that he loved him and all his things, and that to bring in his dick, and she, which is, I didn't mean to say it that way, but. So, um, so Kelly got mad, and he just walked away, and, and he was kind of burned. Because Mary loved him, even though he was a guy, but he would do anything to go with Kelly. Because he, matter of fact, Kelly was the strongest there and the huskiest guy, and Mary used to just go for him, digged him, and all this thing, but Kelly didn't go for it. Mm-hmm. And when that thing was going on, there were parties in the other cell. The guys, there were a lot of, lot of other guys dancing up there. And the guy used to get hard for that. We used to go wild, hit each other. You used to see those guys dancing with the bikini and all this thing. That was a good picture. You like Jim Brown? Yeah, I like the way he played, man. In those motion pictures, he's a cool cat, man. Especially in Dirty Dozen. Yeah, what was that about? It was about war. Well, like, they were all, they were all criminals. And they, they were supposed to go on a secret mission. And I think it was, 
I don't know who it was. He was an actress too. He's a good one. So he was a captain. He was a general of, of the army. So they came to pick up these guys, and they were supposed to train him within a several days. Mm-hmm. But they were kind of too snotty, and besides, they were kind of too strict. They didn't want to go by the orders. So, so finally, they, they got him in shape. They went on to the secret mission, and practically all of them died. Mm-hmm. They were all shut down on site, but they were pretty good, man. They went to raid this place and get some information. I think it was with Germany and all this. And practically everybody died there. It was very good. I wish I could see it again, too. Is there? What was the best movie you've ever seen of all time? Dirty Dozen. Is there? Yeah, it was. It was very good, and besides, it had a lot of action to it. Cause I mean, like Jim Brown, like he was a football player, and then he came smashing in through that door like if he was tackling somebody. Uh-huh. It was very funny. Cause they'd be up there cursing on each other and. Coming out the bag, man. Hmm. How about the, tell me about what you do here at camp the whole day? Like, what, what do you do all day? Well, when we get up in the morning after we have breakfast, we had a, we got to clean up our cabin, our beds. Then after that, at 10:15, I have I have education. I got my counselor rig for a teacher. Then at 11:15, I got canoeing. I mean, I have sailboat, which right now I can't be able to go there because. I take two, it takes me two periods just to do a lousy work up in school. So I have to drop that and then lunch. Then we got about an hour free period. Uh-huh. Then we come back here at 2 o'clock to 3. And from 3 to 4, we got a free period. We can do anything we want. So about 5.20, we got to come in and have dinner. And then after that, about 7 o'clock, we all, it all depends what we have. We could have an activity. We could have a movie. And it's real good because, I mean, the days go fast on you when you start doing something and mm-hmm. what you don't. I said, come really, I think I'm having more fun than anybody around here. Even though there's a time when I act kind of strange and really come out of my bag, sounding on my counselor, but like I had a problem before I came here, like something happened down back home, uh-huh. which I didn't really want to tell him, but like he pushed me, you know, like I had to tell him, yeah. even though I didn't want to. But I think I'm old right now and I could go back to my thing. How about, uh, I guess, uh, some more th- things to do up here than in the city? Huh? Right, because I mean, up here you get up at a certain time and you have a lot of things to do, which over there, like, everybody's practically working from 7 to about who knows what time, to about 5 o'clock. And your boys, man, they could be working too. And, or they could be sleeping practically all day and you can't find nobody until, who knows, to about 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So over here, like, I have everybody right next door and everybody just stays in one position. You could find them whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. So it's fun that way. But up in the city, man, it takes a heck of a long time to get somebody to talk to. Even though there's a lot of old people, but who, what they know about what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't like sports. How about the guys you hang around with in the city? Uh, is there one guy that everybody kind of listens to? Not really. Everybody do their own thing and say what they want to do, man, and say what they want. Because up there, all they think of is just shooting up dough and, and going to parties at sometimes. 
and going out with the girl, which over here we can't do that. So everybody, you know, get together and talk and play ball or do anything. Yeah. You gonna be up here next time? I hope so. I'm willing to. I'm hoping to come back and you know, like I heard the girls are coming. Yeah. Right. It makes it more interesting <laughs> and more fun too. Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think makes for a leader of a group of guys? A guy who can sound good or is hit with the girls or is tough? No, nah, like my bag is, like I'm always, i always been by myself and really I don't think of it. Because, wait, if I would have been a leader, man, like I'd be a cool cat, man. Because everybody thinks to be cool, man, and being hip, you have to fool around with one thing or another, which that doesn't go in my book. Uh -huh. Whoever wants to stick with me, it has to stick with me the way I want him to be, or whatever he is. But once he don't get me into trouble or fall around with dope, everything be uptight, man. Because, I mean, really, I don't need nobody. Because if I did it for 17 years, being by myself, I certainly don't need him now. You're old. I'm 17.